Sweet. Um, okay, cool. I just hold on. Okay, great. <laughs> well, I just need some some silent time here. I just need a moment. I just need a just a second. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Tom. And this is Will. And we are back for our fourth week of reflecting on the Collects of Advent. We hope you've enjoyed this so far. Uh, we're going to come up with a name soon for the podcast, we promise, if, if we haven't already. Yeah. yeah. We've, been, we've been racking our brains. Uh, the creativity is almost tapped out. Yeah. So We've got good people around us. Who, we have a team assembled. They build us up. They build us up. They make us working. feel good about what we're doing. So Yeah. Uh, but we hope you're enjoying it. Um, remember, you can... Like and subscribe and follow and do all those things. I share it. Yeah, share it on Facebook, social media, everything like that. Exactly. That helps us a lot. Yeah, we're hoping to continue this past Advent and Christmas. Um, let this be a consistent ministry of St. Louis Parish. Yeah, absolutely. So this is the fourth week of Advent. We're coming up on the fourth week. And um, what, are, what are we doing? Well, what are we talking about? Today it's really interesting. Um, the Collect really, really focuses... Um, Obviously, on the incarnation, as we approach this feast of the nativity, but it also focuses a lot on the Paschal mystery. This, this, uh, which is the passion, death, and resurrection of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a really beautiful prayer that's actually been prayed since the eighth century. Um, and if you pray the Angelus, um, you've heard it before, uh, probably many times. Uh, it says, "Pour forth, we beseech you, O Lord, your grace into our hearts." that we, to whom the incarnation of Christ your Son was made known by the message of an angel, may by his passion and cross be brought to the glory of his resurrection, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. So, you know, you see that that prayer, and um, yeah, it mentions the incarnation, right? But it also is praying for grace that we can, the grace that comes through the passion of Christ, Right, that we can be with Christ forever, um, and I, what I think is really beautiful about this is the church is putting it very clearly in our into our minds that the reason that Christ came, right, the reason that He came, is for our salvation. Yeah, to unite us more closely to the Father. Yeah, right? to to be with to give us grace to open a fountain of grace. Um, that's exactly why you know we're we're we do what we do every yeah. every Sunday. Um, you know, Father James loves to start mass with we come here every Sunday because we know that we need God. Exactly. You know, yeah. and and for a second, it you know I think like. Okay, Mother Church, can you just let me enjoy the nativity of the Lord for a second, right? Yeah. Like, let me just be excited that Jesus is born before thinking about, you know, the pain and suffering he's going to have to go through. Right, yeah. Um, but th- every time around uh, around the nativity, every time around Christmas, I think of this uh, work of art by Fra Angelico, mm. uh, and it's it's of the nativity. And it's painted uh, in a circle, like at the... the yeah, 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 the, yeah. Whatever surface, yeah, What's art's really hard to describe on podcast. No, no, not that. Yeah, I know, but the the <laughs> what's that called? The, the the frame. Yeah, whatever. It's in a circle, and um, the canvas. Ah, the canvas is you, in a Jesus. circle. Yes, it's the canvas. The canvas is a circle, <laughs> and right smack dab in the middle 
is the nativity. It's, it's Jesus, baby yeah. Jesus, Mary and Joseph. And there's just a line of people going up a hill and up a mountain coming to see the Lord. And this image, uh, the structure of the image, the circle is supposed to represent the world. And this nativity is the life of the world. It's, uh, it's like the heartbeat of everything that we do and everything that we are. And it doesn't mean anything unless we get to at, or to Lent, to, to Easter. Right. right it yeah. doesn't, I mean, yeah, if God came and dwelled with us, that's great. But we're not saved until he puts himself on the cross. Right. And yeah. dies. Yeah. And, and that dwelling with us, right. And, and we're going to, I think we'll probably touch a lot on that. Yeah. Um, if, you know, in Christmas, right, that's kind of the mystery that we, we celebrate in Christmas that, that Christ is, is dwelling with us. Um, but right now we're kind of focused on the fact that he came to yep. dwell with us, right? That right. There's a coming there. Um, St. Bernard has a really beautiful um, way of putting it. He says that there's three reasons that that um, the King of Kings came to us in humility. And oh, was wonderful. Born. Please enumerate them. Um, his immense mercy, yeah. his multiplied compassion, and his abundant charity. So it's an act of mercy that he came to, to be with us, right? So uh, mercy actually comes from a Latin word that um, misericordia, and and that miser, which means like miserable, and then yeah. cordia, which um, is like heart, right? Corde uh, or core. Um, and so when we put those, it's to be with the brokenhearted, right? That's that's or to be with those who are miserable of heart. Yeah. That. that uh, Christ came, right? So this immense desire to be with him. And then compassion, right, is this uh, to suffer with, mm-hmm. right? Mercy is the being with, and then compassion is to suffer with, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then charity, right, to will the good of the other, to will the fact, uh, to will our salvation, right? That, that the Father's plan for for us is not to abandon us, um, but to to bring us to himself. I mean, yeah, right. Um, he, Bernard also goes on to talk about how there was a twofold impediment to us going to God, right? That first of all, we were, um, you know, we were like paralytics on a bed, right? We couldn't do anything for ourselves because of our sin. Yeah. Um, and second of all, because he was dwelling in light inaccessible, right? He's so far beyond us, right? right? That he came down. Mm-hmm. He came down to us. Um, being humble, right? We should have gone to him. We, I mean, the, right. the 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 glory due to God, like as because we're creatures, right? Like as creatures, we owe God injustice, praise, and glory, and adoration, Absolutely. everything, right? Absolutely. But God says, uh, "I don't want just the praise of a slave or the praise that's due of a creature mm-hmm. to its creator. I want." The praise and the love and the adoration of a son, yeah, of, of a, a child, daughter, of a child, of a child, father. right to his father, um, and so that's that's really this mystery that, uh, and it's through, um, it's through this merciful act of God becoming incarnate that that is able to happen, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the Word became man. Saint Irenaeus, Irenaeus so beautifully points out the Word became man that we might by entering into communion with that man who is the word of God, 
might become a son of God. Well, sure, that's that's it's holiness, right? Right. It's, yeah. It, it really Father is. James loves to talk about theosis, theosis becoming like yeah. God, and yeah, at, at at Christmas and in Advent, we we kind of see the whole scope, especially this fourth Sunday with this collect. We see that at the incarnation, God already had big plans. Yeah. Right. I mean, just Him coming to to dwell in a human body, hundred percent God, hundred percent man. Um, that alone is humiliating. Right. Yeah, yeah. But then yeah. to look for not look forward like, oh, I'm excited for the day, but like to to foresee the pain and the suffering and the death that he would endure, mm-hmm. that's downright humiliating. Right, yeah. And uh, we we can't forget um as Christians that like the wood of the manger, that that you know, we kind of have this uh, this beautiful image of Jesus Christ as a, a child and that we should, and that's beautiful. And we, we ought to have that, but the wood of that manger um, and the wood of the cross are, are really intimately linked. Yeah, they're, they're very, one. they're very close, right? Um, it's, it's as if the entire, and I think I can't remember exactly in the catechism how it's stated, but the Paschal mystery encompasses the entire life, death and resurrection of Christ. Yeah. That this entire thing, right? right. This, the the coming, the the being born by a woman, the being uh, like uh, being born of a woman, uh, the growing up, right? Yeah. All of this, this human life is this human life is all dedicated towards bringing us back to God. That yeah, it's all there. It's 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 an incredible mercy. Yeah, you know, I, I I hold on to I mean like everything that uh, that quote from Bernard said is great, but I I really hold on to that God's mercy part of it. Uh, we just came off of celebrating a, a year of mercy, right? right. Um, and for a while, I think a lot of people got mercyed out. We talked about mercy <laughs> a lot, and and some of my really close friends um, became concerned that we weren't talking about justice enough. Mm-hmm. And so I started to reflect on the relationship between mercy and justice. And I think at first glance, it might seem like mercy is saying like, you did this bad thing, but it's okay. Like, Mm. we'll let you off the hook, you know? Whereas justice is like, no, you did this bad thing. We're going to, we're going to make you pay. Like a common uh, conception of the God of the Old Testament and the God of the New Testament, maybe. Right. Yeah. That's like, that's a misconception by the way. Yeah. Um, But in f- yeah, in fact, one of my friends is like, so like Nazis, do they deserve mercy? Mm. Uh, you know, these really terrible people, do they deserve the mercy that God has to offer? Uh, and I think that the church would say, yeah, they do. If there is um, some sort of contrition there, right? Right, if yeah, if they're configured if to Christ, right. Um, exactly. And so so this reflection on mercy and, and justice that I had is not, the two are not um, at odds. Right. In fact... I think it is God's justice to be merciful to yeah. the sinner. Now, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say that there's kind of this. Um, you, I wanted to go back to the deserve mercy, right? Yeah, like there's a quality of mercy that's just not deserved. Absolutely, right? Like you, um, you know, you think of like a of a child, um, a child who like breaks something that's super valuable. In in his uh, mm-hmm. in his parents' house, uh, I mean, we all probably been there. Um, My parents didn't own valuable things. <laughs> I was the most valuable thing they owned. Wow, well, it's not uh, true. 
Do you have brothers or sisters? Yeah, but they are. <laughs> also, I hope you weren't owned by your parents. <laughs> uh, that's called slavery, and we're against that, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Um, but no, the the thing is, um, like that child can't make up no injustice what's due to his father. No way. Um, but um, yeah, he can say I'm sorry that if I if I I will that it would not have been. Yeah. You know and. Um, and so there's, there's a kind of at the beginning, right. Of, of, of every, um, Christian's life, right. Is this, uh, in the words of Bishop Barron, who I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm sure he got it from somewhere. Um, gratia prima, right. That grace comes first Mm -hmm. and that, 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 um, that's undeserved. Absolutely undeserved. Mercy is always unequal. But there's the, after, after that, that fact that, that God has uh, come down and, and said, okay, I'm going to raise you from your sin. I'm going to raise you from your sin. That the, yeah, the actions that we, we take, they can deserve um, things, right? Because they're not our actions anymore. It's the spirit acting in us, if that makes sense. I think I got lost. Oh, okay. Well, all right. So grace comes first, right? Right. That, that, that um, it's a miracle of grace when a sinner becomes a saint. Yes, right? absolutely. It's a absolutely. miracle of grace that uh, even even original sin, like think of a little baby, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that baby has done nothing right. to deserve punishment absolutely nor nothing. to deserve, uh, to merit reward. Salvation, right. right. But uh, in, uh, because of original sin, it's it's separated from, from God. So it's a complete act of mercy that, that through the church, God gives that child san- the gift of sanctifying grace. Absolutely. And, and mercy is... Very crucial to the season. Yeah. I do want to say one thing, though, in this whole, like, debate between mercy and justice. And you're right. Mercy is always, um, I'll say, like, unequal. Like, the exchange is never equal, right? right? God bestows this mercy and this grace to us, and we don't deserve it. No. It's a pure gift. Um, but I will say this, that it's not like mercy gives us license to sin. Oh, no, no, no. Right? No, That's no, called no. presumption. If yeah. you're If you're... If you're living a sinful life and you're just like, well, I'm just going to rely on the mercy of God, you should rely on the mercy of God, but that shouldn't give you license to sin. And I think we might not do that explicitly in our lives, but I think all of us in the back of our head, it's like, well, God's merciful. So, you know, he'll be, he'll be fine with it. He'll forgive me. Right. I'll just do this one time. Um, <laughs> in fact, mercy exists because we are sinners, because yeah. we are so broken. Uh, God sent his son to the world. And this is what we celebrate all throughout Advent, but particularly on this fourth day is that, or this fourth Sunday um, is that God sent Jesus for our salvation mm-hmm. in one of the greatest acts of mercy known to humanity. Right, yeah. Apart from probably creation. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I think it is the greatest act of mercy. Um, yeah. Thomas Aquinas says that the greatest act of um, of God is not the creation of the world, yeah, but I the resurrection of a man from right, his sins. Dropping right? Aquinas, yeah. So, creation like, was second, obviously. Yeah, I mean, well, because, because there's a... It, it, it's more because he's you you're being elevated to divine sonship there's something really beautiful about that you know the other thing that i would like to kind of talk about today um or the other thing that comes to mind yeah this is a better way to put that is um when you think that jesus christ was sent from the father right sent from the father um mission Mission, right? Yeah, I mean that's literally the the word in um, in the creed in Latin. Missio. Yeah, missio. Yeah, um, and so to to be sent. There's something really beautiful about that. That's like the opposite of what happened, or that's the the um, 
that that's a reaction to to the garden of Eden, right? That Adam and Eve were were hiding, right? After they sinned, mm-hmm. they were hiding from God, right? right? And God's like, "Where are you?" Yeah, and God, yeah, of course, God knows where they are, right? I mean, yeah. that's that's if you've listened to anything Catholic, I'm sure you've heard that before. Like, it's not like God was. Uh, uh, not knowing where Adam and Eve are, but that they were trying to hide themselves from him, you mm-hmm. know, and that, that breaks his heart. So, you know, you, from that very moment in the garden, we see God trying to bring them back. He doesn't abandon them. Exactly. In fact, he gives them that first announcement of the, the gospel, right? That, that um, uh, you're, you know, you will crush, the, your offspring will crush the head of the serpent, right? Mm-hmm. Um but I think that there's the same thing. I mean, it's really beautiful that there's that fulfillment in Jesus Christ that he's sent. He's coming to us, right? We should have gone to him, but he's coming to us because um, it, it's like a father who's, um, who, whose kid has done something wrong, right? R- terribly wrong, but who still goes to that child. Mm-hmm. Not... Not saying, okay, this was okay that you did this. Right. But saying, I'm still with you. Yeah. You know, I think of a, a family that I know that's going through kind of a rough patch with one of their kids and um and and you know, you just the the parents' hearts are breaking. Yeah. You know, they're they're breaking for that kid because that kid's running away and they can't, you know, he's he's uh he's old enough that he can go away. You know, he, he doesn't have to stay in their house. He doesn't sure. have to but um even if they're not physically able to go after him, they're always after him in a in in the the pursuit of love, right? Yeah. That that love pushes the pushes a person out of himself and towards the other, even when the beloved one doesn't want to be loved. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I I mean, in the story of the prodigal son, you know, mm. when the son returns to the father. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> The father doesn't just like see him coming from a way off and wait at home for him to come back. He runs to meet him halfway. Yeah, I yeah, I've heard stories. My one of my friends uh, lost his kid at like a convention, or his kid oh, wow. ran away or something, and they were like, like lost, lost, like yeah, didn't have him in the in the pack of children, and uh, he started freaking out. Obviously, so he's like running all over this convention center trying to find him, and um, he like remembered that. Uh, oh, he was playing at the the playground on set on site earlier today. Maybe he's over there. So he ran over there, and uh, his son was standing there. And my friend Matt, he ran up to his kid. He was like, "What? Where were you? What were you doing?" Like, whatever. He just like ran to seek him out, and he just wrapped him in this big hug. And his son said, "Well, Dad, I I knew you wouldn't leave without me." Oh wow! And so like that's that's what God does. Not only does He not leave us. He seeks us out. Yeah. Because you're right. In that in the beginning of in Genesis, when we fall, that's like, you know, four pages into the Bible. <laughs> right? You hold those four pages in your left hand, and then you hold the rest of the Bible in your right hand. Yeah. The bigger part is God seeking us out. Yeah. And not resting until we live with him again. He seeks us out. You're, just, right. you're right. We should have gone to him. Yep. We should have stuck by dad at the convention center. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly But we got lost, and he sought us out because he's not going to leave without us. Yeah, he won't leave us. Um, You know, if if we believe that, it changes changes everything. Right. You know, even in the moments where we fail to choose God, Mm -hmm. that God still loves us, right? Because that's what's going to eventually 
lead us out of those those habits of sin or yeah. those those tendencies towards sin that um, that we, you know we all uh, deal with on a on a daily basis, you right. know. Um, yeah, and if we've been if we've been working on inviting the Lord into our hearts this Advent, um, I think if you do that for any amount of time, you you slowly start to realize that. Yeah, Jesus even wants to come into the dusty corners and the dark closets of your heart. Yeah, um, where we we hide from even ourselves sure. and we fake it. Um, and and this is this is the mystery. This is the this is why we're joyful. This is what we've been anticipating and running towards um, all Advent is the incarnation, so that we might be close to God, fully united with Him as His children. Exactly. That's what we celebrate next week at Christmas. Right. Um, and it's or if you're listening to this on the fourth Sunday of Advent tomorrow, tomorrow. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but and also for the Christmas season, which is which is uh, twelve days. Well, it, it's yeah, an octave, but it's, it's an also octave, and then there's some extra days until the baptism of the Lord. We celebrate yeah. uh, Christmas, and so uh, this is just a, it's a wonderful time to reflect on God's infinite mercy, His abundant compassion. And his overwhelming charity. I know that's not what Bernard said, but that's sure that's, that's a Tom right. Karani quote right there. That's a Tom Karani. <laughs> Actually, I think you got it right on. His abundant charity. That's okay. His multiplied commands. It's so abundant, it's overwhelming. Yeah, um, that's fair. But yeah, so I think I think that's a good right. a good place to leave this fourth week of Advent. And then yeah. uh, and uh, thanks for listening, and thanks for giving us your feedback and all that kind of stuff. It really is helpful. Um, you can uh, you can always email us at our parish emails and things like that, or Facebook or whatever. So. Yeah, not my Facebook. I never check it. Okay, my just Facebook. Will's Facebook. I'm on Facebook. Uh, yeah. So thanks for listening. Thanks uh, for listening. Please continue to pray for us and this parish that God might um, work in miraculous ways here and start new ministries and so we can spread the gospel of the world. And we will continue to pray for you um, that He might be present in your lives, especially Amen. in this Advent and Christmas season. Amen. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. Tomorrow night.